Bam! What up, yo? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. I am your host with the most, A.D. Walker. So I appreciate you guys rocking and hanging with us. What up, Richard? Uh, Merry Christmas to you. I got your message. I saw it. I meant you respond. Merry Christmas. Oh, I appreciate you guys for being here, for hanging out with us. Blessings, Lisa. Thank you for always sharing. Follow Lisa. Make sure you share. Sharing is caring. Um, so today we're talking about the minimum wage, cost of living, and the economic fallacy. And yeah, you're like, what? Don't worry. We're not going to go down some conspiratorial hole. We just kind of want to talk about it a little bit um, and just kind of get your ears perked and let's have a conversation about some things that's been in the news um, for the, about economics, the raising of the minimum wage and all that good stuff um, and what that means. So we're going to definitely have fun with that today. <laughs> yes, I said have fun with that. And again, welcome to the Brothers of Legacy, um, where we don't stand up. We just don't stand out. We stand up. Um, yes, indeed. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, yes, as you know, it, it is coming down. What do we have? About ooh, almost two weeks. The kids are counting down. They, they off like that last week. They got a week. Don't make no sense. Um, also, if you're not part of our community, join our community. Text LWN to 84576. Text LWN to 84576. Never miss a broadcast. Never miss an episode of the Brothers of Legacy. Good morning, Kathy. Thank you for rocking with us. Um, like I said, make sure you share. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Uh, let everybody know that the brothers are in the building. He said, have I got the kids Christmas list? Yeah, you already know it. <laughs> we get that in early. <laughs> so make sure you are joining and, and get some folks in here so we can have this real conversation. Uh, it's funny, this, this conversation kind of sparked. Uh, my wife kind of mentioned some things and we're going to, you know, discuss that as well as far as, you know, the economics and, you know, cost of living and what what the cost of living and the shift between states and, you know, are there, you know, some companies make adjustments, some don't, you know, and she's and she got sparked by watching the Amazon commercial and they um, and how much they charge, you know, because not charge, but how much they pay as well from state to state, you know, it's just like the same amount. And of course, you know, $15 in one space is not as good, you know, like in the city, like Manhattan, you know, $15 an hour is like, is a minimum wage. <laughs> like it's, it's not going to get you a real, you're not going to really be able to live off of $15 an hour. Um, so we're going to dig into that uh, and have that conversation. Let's be real. Let's keep it real. Uh, and let's get into that. I think that's it. Oh, uh, I think I sent out my messages. Hope my people's is coming through, but we will see. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> oh, you said, so Richard asks, uh, how many people are ambitious and how many aren't so ambitious and subtle? I, I don't know. I mean, I, cause with ambition, right? Cause some people settle because of age and they're cool with where they're at. And 
you know, like they're done either if they're in a job, they're done climbing the corporate ladder. Because I've, I've, you know, worked in certain spaces where people become managers and they step down because like the stress and sometimes your salary and the hours that they require, if I'm just a regular hourly, I actually make more because I'm not here all day. Um, So it, you know, it depends, you know, ambition um, in certain spaces, you know, is it, is it required? Do you have to be so ambitious to succeed, you know, uh, because ambition as far as your career or whatever your space you're into is one thing being smart with your money and doing making investments is another you know it's there's not an ambitious with investments it's just you know eh, do I want to make take the risk you know um so it's a different kind of energy when it comes to that that's that's kind of the way I look at it um so I mean settling. It's it's not, you know, <laughs> that has become like such a cuss word. You can't settle. Are you settling the way you're at? <laughs> Are you just going to be complacent? You know, <laughs> but to each their own, like, you know, everybody has a reaches a level of life where this is I'm good at where I'm, I'm good where I'm at. You know, you have to be aware of where you're at. I'm, I'm definitely all about being aware because. You know, if you're in an industry, we know it could change overnight, you know, like as rock solid as you feel, <laughs> you know, like you could you could name certain industries like it'll never go away. But that ain't true. Like as as complex of a space certain things are, that doesn't mean they cannot change or there could no longer be a need for like like what's a rock solid space like being a lawyer, like that'll never change, but it could, you know, like it, the, the bar could get lowered. The, the low, the, the entry point to becoming a lawyer can get lower because of the laws. They could decide to make laws more plain, you know, like, and the need for lawyers become not as, not as needed. You know, you don't need as many because there'll be situations where if we learn to settle things a certain way, you know what I'm saying? Like it could just shift. And I know it's like, nah, but it can, <laughs> like it can. And so seeing a landscape, seeing things like that, if I was a lawyer, like, okay, I need to step up my skill, either be one of the few lawyers that are succeeding or shift into a different space, right? So like you said, divorce lawyers are very lucrative, right? You said, I wish they were not necessary. But if a law, all of, all it takes is a law to be passed on how to settle disputes without a lawyer. You know, figuring a way like you don't need a lawyer. Like everything is so plain language. Me and whoever that's divorcing <laughs> can just argue it out before a judge. And they, I'm I'm just being honest. Like right now, it's necessary because of the the language. You know how things have to be presented because that's that's the reason you get a lawyer. Because if you're trying to make a move, here's the documentation. You know, like it's I don't understand. It's lawyers are nothing but language. They just break the language barrier. It's a whole nother language, legalese, right? Because that not that why you get a lawyer? Because you don't understand the law. But if the law was plain Jane, this is the law. There was a book. <laughs> and you just, you know, that you can read or understand like just like that. It's just the law becomes plain language. You wouldn't need a lawyer. Um, I remember, <laughs> uh, you know, 
when my mother passed, you know, we was, we was, we had to go to, she had a will, but you have to go to probate um, to designate a, the, uh, the executor, the one that's over the will or whatever. Um, so we was like, okay, you know, cause you try to do everything you can before you have to pay the lawyer fee or have to, and we went to get the paperwork to, to fill out for the probate and the stack of paperwork. I lie not, I lie not, I lie not like maybe a little smaller than this. <laughs> maybe I'm telling you the book, when she slapped that thing on the desk, I was like, what? She's like, yeah, you got to go fill all this out. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, that's a little bit. It's probably like half that. Real talk. It was like that thing going through looking like, yeah, I'm not about to do that. You know, so you have to get an experienced lawyer that can go through that paperwork, make sure everything is filled out. Because it, it's there were simple questions, but sometimes you like some some questions just like, oh, yeah. So it was a lot. So you're like, can you give it to a lawyer? They know they do this thing. They do these things in their sleep. You know, or they have assistance and people that can just kind of they know what to fill out. So. <laughs> Yeah, we had to get that. So it's it's interesting. Um, yeah, and and you know, and so especially New York, they make things very complicated. <laughs> That's a whole another broadcast. I can. It just they make everything. It's designed <laughs> for certain professionals to succeed in New York because you can't you can't function especially without a lawyer. Um, even in real estate, you know. It, handling real estate on your own, yeah, it's not a good idea. <laughs> you definitely need an agent, you know, so all of that. Okay, before I go off into that tangent. So we're talking about minimum wage, cost of living, and the economic fallacies. Um, I'm uh, going to jump into this intro. This will be the last time you hear it. That's it. Changing it tomorrow. It's going to be different. All right, we'll be right back after this right here. Oh, that's not true. Just- it's been a long I want to welcome you to the Brothers of Legacy broadcast, where we are changing our community one conversation at a time every day. A co-op has to start with ownership. Right. We have a mindset of either I want to make a lot of money or survive. Make a bunch of money or I got to figure out how to survive. When you have a real bond, when everyone has, you know, we come in with real expectations. Mm-hmm. It's because this is, we talk, this is covenant. My whole, the whole point is this, that we as a people with our money and time aren't often, I'm not making this general, I'm making this general responsible. Often vested in the hood. Good morning. Good morning. Thursday. Yes, indeed. Good morning, everybody. Um, should you start a great one? <laughs> Richard scored a 192 bowling. Oh, okay. Okay. Good job. Okay. <laughs> nice. Oh, um, so yeah, like I said, we're talking about minimum wage, cost of living, and kind of the economic fallacy. And what I mean by 
the economic fallacy. Sometimes I was thinking, you know, are we like distracted looking one way when we can look at the economy a different way or find different solutions um, to our economic growth and things of that nature? Um, Hey, good morning, V. Uh, uh, And just kind of digging into uh, like the minimum wage. Um, So let me just just jump on in. Pastor, how do you feel? I think I know your position, but, you know, things change. (laughs) How do you feel feel about the minimum wage or it, where it stands or it being raised? How do you feel about that? It's, it's an interesting question. I'm not sure how to feel. Um, All right. I mean, when you think about the, the national average for, for minimum wage, it is considered the poverty line. Right. So how could the minimum be poverty? If, If you cannot afford to live off of it, Right. That's the issue in and of itself. Right. Right. So like I was, I was watching a uh, YouTuber um, yesterday and awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, good morning, Mark. What's up, my brother? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. How are you? Morning. How are you morning. How you doing, sir? Good. Um, good. And he was he's a certified uh, not CPA a certified financial planner. He's a certified financial planner. Um, and he was, he always, he talks about like fake rules or people that talk about tax stuff. Cause he's, he's also certified like tax representative kind of thing. Like, so he's really into the financial game. Um, and he always shows like videos of people giving false information about tax and stuff like that. You know, like just breaking down the law, like don't follow that. Cause that's not, you know, like that's not true. Because based on he he gives an example, but anyway, he always has. He had yesterday. He had um, there shouldn't be. He's put there shouldn't be fifteen dollar minimum wage. Challenge me, you know. Challenge me on why there should be, you know. Um, and and yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's you know that's why you have to use the term fallacy, right? Right, right, um, right. Because right. what works for some may not work for all. You can't right. have one situation speak for the whole. That's right. the issue. Because while, you know, Richard says, let's raise it to $22. Well, my small business may not be able to afford paying someone $22 an hour. Right. 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 Yeah. Uh, Because I'm just not at that place yet financially. I don't have enough revenue to support that, but I can be in trouble for doing that. So that's where the term comes in. It's true in part, but not in whole. Right. Right. Uh, so so it's it's really really difficult i think that on one hand you know you have to do and make the most of what works for you economically right on the other hand let's make sure that the value of the work uh is commensurate with the pay right that too that too and and also what i was thinking about was you know can you know if i work this job, right? And like some jobs, of course, require certificates and degrees, um, while uh, some jobs just kind of require a body. You like, as long as you're an able body, you know, you can be trained. And, and it's funny because most jobs you can be trained to do. Like some jobs, 
require certificates and degrees, but for the most part, you're walking in, they're going to train you how to do the job. My, way. my career is predicated upon having a minimum of a four-year degree in information technology. Right. Minimum. Right. I've been in this industry 30 years and I don't have that. Right. <laughs> right. So, I mean, so it, it you know, and I, sometimes I feel like the degree, um, the degree set in qualifications, I think sometimes just set the bar higher to disqualify more, to give, you know, to, to shorten the list of, in, of applicants. You know what I'm so saying? you have a brother from academia on, on the call this morning, on the platform this morning. Right. Thank God for the brothers in academia. Right. Right. We have a professor with us. So you're supposed to smile when I say that, man. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to give you flowers and you <laughs> right. appear like, yeah, yeah, you know. Clearly, I'm not an academia because that went right over my head, you know. <laughs> Clearly. So but but here's the thing, like in my experience, yes, what I've and, and again, this is the book of Brian. Right. I, I have told my children that the the pursuit of education is is beneficial to you because it validates some things about you. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, early childhood education, you know, K through twelve. You, the the grade is is predominantly based on you completing the work. Right. 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 If you do all your work, in most cases, you're going to be an honor roll student if you just get the work done. Right. 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 Um, When you start moving into higher education, it's the that's where it starts to really, really depend on the quality of the work. Right. 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 You start focusing on how the work is done. How did you get here? Yeah. Right. And I know yeah. you a little bit of that starts in high school. Yeah. But but to me, a, a four year degree, this is what a four year degree says to me when I'm looking to hire someone. It says you've learned how to set a goal and achieve the goal. Right. Right. That's what that says. Yeah. Uh, you you have the ability to receive information right. and apply it. That's what a right. four year degree says to me. Yeah. Right. A master's degree says to me, you have mastered some topics and now you can probably teach what you've learned. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just, this is about as elementary as I can make it. Okay. Uh, a doctorate or PhD says, not only have you mastered it and you can teach it, but now you can write a new path right. in your particular field. Right. You can specialize in a specific area in your field and chart a new course in your field. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, that's just low level understanding, a low level explanation. I know that's broader than that. Yeah. But this is how I simplify it for people. Uh, and I would ask Brother Mark if I'm anywhere near. No, you are. You are absolutely right, Pastor. That's exactly what it says. And I think to most employers. That's what it says. It, when you have a college degree, it's right. like you say, it says that you set a goal right. and you you did what you had to do. You executed right. the goal. Yeah. You know, and so forth and so on. Um, because I'm going to be honest with you. 
depending upon what you choose to study, what you choose to major in, college could be a huge Ponzi scheme, man. Yeah. It really, yeah. like it, I, and I fell for it. I did. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my degrees. I got a degree in sociology and I have a degree in criminal justice. Right. But let's be honest. You don't need a degree. Like, from my experience, you don't need a degree to work. The only area in criminal justice where you need a degree is being a lawyer. Mm. Yeah. And then if, you, if, right. if you're going to study the law side of it, a right. lawyer, a judge, right. something right. like that. Yeah, you need a degree for that. But why is it that police officers is, is don't don't like to be law enforcement officer? It's not required to have a degree. Right. It's not required. You get a gun and a badge. Right. You don't right. need a degree. But to be a probation officer, which is which ain't nothing but a fancy, uh, a fancy way of saying paper pusher. Right. But to be a probation officer. You got to have a, a degree in criminal justice. Yeah, yeah. You know what wow. I'm saying. So yep. it's like, where's the where's the training? You know, wow. like why do you, why do I need a four year degree to do what a what a police officer could probably do better than me? Yeah, wow. if, if you think right. about it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. And but but all he needs is a GED to get a gun and a badge. Right. 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 I'm right. telling you, it's it's a Ponzi scheme, man. Yeah. Uh, and and, and so because of those statements, you know, we we base your compensation, you know, in a right. lot of cases, yeah. your compensation gets elevated right. when you have that degree. But but right. what it does is it raises your value because you have yeah. now proven something out that otherwise I have no validation without a degree. True. True. Right. Yeah. And it's and uh, like I said, man, it's, it's just kind of crazy. Like I said, you you know, you need a degree for this, but you don't need a degree. I, I think it's funny. Right. I, I work. I work under the, the umbrella of law enforcement. So mm -hmm. I am a compliant. I'm a compliance coordinator for the Superior Court of Fulton County. And basically it's with the uh, the drug diversion program. So a person catch a charge because catch a drug charge. Um, instead of throwing them in jail, we can put them in the diversion program, you know what I'm okay. saying, and so forth and so on. Me being a compliance uh, uh, coordinator, I'm sort of a hybrid between a social worker and a probation officer. Gotcha. So I know what I get paid, right? Right, right. I went on the Fulton County website yesterday, just out of curiosity. <laughs> just out of curiosity, I went on right. the Fulton County webpage to see what a deputy sheriff's sheriff makes. Right. Dude, I make $8,000 more. Wow. I make wow. $8,000. I make $8,000 more. Wow. To, to watch somebody pee in a cup. Right. And to give them a phone call and to make sure they go into their groups or they go into their therapy or helping them, find, you know, little stuff like that. Right. $8,000 more to do that versus a guy that's got to get out here in these streets, chase right. criminals, put right. your life on the line. Right, right, right. And I'm like, how? Right. Because how of the, the, because of the, the value of the forensic component to what you have to sign something with regards to that, your analysis. Right. To validate it. That. Yeah can be the difference between someone being in prison and not being in prison. True. That could be right. the difference between law enforcement getting sued and not getting sued. 
right? right? That paperwork, the value and the criticality of that paperwork that you have to sign off on uh, speaks to the credibility of an individual in a, in a, in a case historically, because that's something that's going to be filed for years. Right. right. But, but, uh, is, but is it, but doesn't that same merit fall upon the police reports and things like that? Right. Yeah. Uh, Cause they got uh, sworn, sworn affidavits and, and court documents. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would, uh, yeah, that's, that's almost, that's basically a, like the same because what yeah, they but say. You can't redact anything from a urinalysis. You can redact from a, re- a police report. That's true. Okay. That's true. true. But then, but then that, wouldn't that, okay, what, <laughs> going on rabbit hole a little bit, but wouldn't that hold you at a higher space? You know, like if, if I can, like my word, it matters, carries heavy weight in this situation. Like, I but there say, are but there are more checks and balances. Like like if you watching somebody urine in a cup, right. there's nobody there but you and that individual. Right, right, right. A police right. report has levels of right. I got uh, you. Accountability. Right. Somebody you you sign your report. Your your sergeant has to look at that and validate that report. The right. lieutenant, right. the captain. Right. You know what I mean. Right. But unless you, the unless you sergeant but you're left to your own when it comes to that your analysis. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. got to trust you with that. Right. <laughs> so, yep. um, either yeah, they peed true. in it, either huh? they peed in it, or you peed in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, but I would think, and this, and this is just me, Pastor, I yeah. would think that the more people who have to touch that paperwork, doesn't it make it that more significant? I mean, yeah, a lot of people yeah. look at my paperwork too. Like you said, I have to sign off on it. Right. But the proof is with the proof is in the pudding, but well, the proof is in the urine, brother. But <laughs> you know, my work is predicated off of the scientific feedback right. yeah. that I get yeah. from this test, right. Right? Right, right, right? Yes, the police they are trusted, right? That's that's why they get in so much more, tr- much more trouble right. for doing you know, like than, than we do when they right. break the law. Right. Because they gotta be the, the public gotta trust them. Trust they them. the colleagues gotta trust. Like yeah. like you said, when when they sign these affidavits and these and these police reports, they sign it, and all these captains and lieutenants and sergeants got and and lawyers gotta see it. Right. I right. would think the level of trust right. is at DevCon five. Right. Yeah, you but know. but you have more opportunity for cooperation with law enforcement. Yeah. That yeah. Who's going to cooperate you signing off on that right. test? Right. There's right. no one. So the fewer witnesses, right. the higher the trust has to be. Right. This person, police department. I like intense. that theory. I like that yeah. theory. Yeah. B says, um, I have two masters, one in HR. Employers want you to have the HR certification. Which makes sense because you got to stay current with the changes. She said, "I wish I would have known that before I got the degree." See, V is speaking my language <laughs> because it's not just a degree; it's yeah. maintaining. Right. Like NIT, you, it, right. I have to get certified in new technology three times a year, wow. at right. least at a minimum, because technology right. is forever changing; it's constantly evolving, and so we have to go get all these certificates. So I spend all my time training. Right. And getting certified and stuff just to be able to speak to clients and design solutions, mm-hmm. which is crazy. 
Like wow. your, it's like my your like my your brain is tired. Right. Right. Um, yes. But that's why, you know, they they you know, but there's a lot of money that can be made there. Uh, right. He said uh, the first contact with law enforcement is the street cop said I won't be on probation if the law was equal to all. I guess. I mean, I, I in, the, in the context of what we're talking about, I guess from the street cop, you know, for, to the judge, you know, to the to whatever the, the lawyers say, you know, it, it all I right, guess it's right. a whole system. It's a whole system from it, I guess, between that and. What you do is part of that system after, right. you know. Yeah, I um, guess I guess he's asking a question about who it, within this system, this criminal justice system, because it's made of three entities. It's made of uh, police, courts, and corrections. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think he's saying it from a, a standpoint of who has the most accountability. Right. Now, we all got to we all got to be accountable. Right. But between me, the police officer, the lawyer, the judge, whoever, right. who has person. the most accountability? And I think he's saying because, and and I'm just, just I'm just <laughs> trying to make sure I don't misinterpret it. Right. But I think he's saying because first contact starts with the the police officer. Yeah. I'm guessing he has the most accountability because right. everything is predicated on that police report. I'm guessing. That's true. I would I would think so because you know it's it's a difference if 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 I pulled past over for speeding and he was doing like a hundred and I say he was doing, you know, a hundred in a, in a 40, in a 55. And then I'm like, all right, I'll say you did 70, <laughs> you know, like that's a huge difference because it was the speeder and then the super speeder. You right. Know? So that's the difference between him uh -huh. losing some points or him getting locked up, you know, and, and things of that nature. Right. Um, right. So, okay. So you said, yes, Mark. So yeah, I get you right. The street cop I think has, some of the most power. I mean, we, of course, they're the, the most at risk as well, you know, right. because I don't know who Pat, is he Pastor McCoy or is he the head drug dealer? <laughs> right. You know, and, and he's right, ready, exactly. you know. Look at, look at, look at the, the levels of training. Okay. I have a four right. year degree, right? Yes. I got a four year degree to, 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 to take urine samples and to, to sign off on paperwork. Right. This police right. officer, and I think with city of Atlanta, it's 18 weeks, wow. 18 weeks of training in the academy to, to make life and death decisions mm. or, or to make decisions that could have, you know, implications of, of, you know, the difference between life and death. Right. Right. You know, so. Right. I, I think I, I will say thinking about the police officer, I think about the military as well, like, um, the bar can't be too high because you got to get bodies. You got to get people out there. And I, and I guess if it was, if it was a lot to become either get into the military as far as just getting in mm -hmm. um, and a lot to become a police officer, uh, it'll even lessen the amount of police that are out there. You know, um, yep. So maybe that's some of the reason. I mean, I get what you're saying, Mark, because it makes yeah. sense. Like we got to have some level-headed people, gold-minded, you know, like, want to do right. the right thing you know so setting those kind of bars is like it ensure it, it at least tries to ensure a better crop of folks out there protecting the streets and and doing the right thing um right but like i said at the same time too much of a bar then the process between getting more cops out there if it takes three years then 
you know, folks are trying to retire. It's like, okay, can you hold on <laughs> like two more years? We got a, a class is coming through, you know, um, right. at this time or God forbid, you know, police get killed and you losing the forest and I need new bodies on the street, mm-hmm. you know? So unfortunately, I guess that's why the process gets streamlined, at least to get in. He said, uh, in the UK, 70 miles there, there's a guy caught for doing 118. Wow, initially 28 week ban, but court can ban for one to five years and order an extended driving license to get license back, right? I guess extended revoke, right? You know, I, um, I, I guess why, What what's the draw? Like, like you do what you do for a living, Mark, but was the draw the pay mm-hmm. scale for you? That's good. I mean, well, yeah, I'm not going to lie about it. it. Like I said, it's a great paying job for for not hard work like or, yeah. or for very moderate work. It's not hard at so, all. So let me ask you this. Let's pause. Let's stay right there for a second. I'm going to cut you off. You said it's a very high paying job for very moderate, uh, low. You don't have to put much into the work. Right. So why? So why is the work so easy for you? Mm. Okay. 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 Well, like I said, a lot of my is is predicated off of when a person comes to the program, we already got information on them. You know what I'm saying? That's coming from uh, the the police department or the or the jail because a lot of our clients have are are just getting out of jail. So Um, stop right there. Stop right there. So I'm gonna take this step by step. So you get information on an individual before they even show up. And so you have to process that information in order to effectively interact or deal with that person. Yes. Okay. So the fact that you have a degree, it it validates that I can give you information and I have a higher level of confidence that you're going to read it, process it, and apply that information before that individual shows up. Right. I can depend on you for that because you, for four years, you had to do that. Mm. Mm -hmm. And and so because you have developed those habits, it's something that you've been doing for a long time, so it comes easy to you versus someone who never did that before. They walk into their job day one, never been to school, and now they got to figure out, now they got to figure out how to process the information. Right. You have yep. to depend on them to process the information. Right. And then right. you got to wait and hope that they can properly apply the information when the individual shows up and uh, have the ability to follow the procedures right. to ensure right. that the paperwork is in order. And so you right. got, you, you were able to master all of that through the course of your four year degree. So now when you're you're getting high, you get you're getting paid big money to do what you learned in school. It's repetitive and it comes easy to you because all of that stuff is has been you've been doing it and and you got a degree validating your ability to do it, which is why you don't have to work so hard, which is why they can pay you. They can pay you that money and not even think twice about it. And they have a higher level of confidence because you have that four year degree. That so, confidence gets reduced if somebody comes in there that doesn't have a degree. So when you say so, most of what you do, um, does does your degree apply to this to this job? Like it does, it does because oh, okay, I, I uh, okay. So it it actually takes 
both you got to know the social work aspect aspect uh, of it, and you got to know the, okay. the uh the criminal justice aspect okay because we do have to have a good knowledge or a good uh grasp on what the law says right we got to have a good grasp on what policy and procedure says right for our particular right. jobs and then sense. on top of that the social work aspect of it we have to know how to implement uh, programs and any type of assistance that they may right. need. Okay. And okay. it's a it's a lot of assessment is what it is. Okay. Yeah, it's a I lot of assessment. I got you. So I understand what Pastor is saying. You know, like every everybody's not good at assessing. Yeah. Yes. You know, everybody's not good at assessing. Um, and I know Pastor, you already know because being a pastor, you have to be a great assessor of people. Right. right. You know. And it, yeah. everybody ain't able. You can do, and I guess you can do it better than the deacon can do it. And you mm. can do it better than the usher can do it. Right. Because you have that training <laughs> and everything. So I, I, I see what your point is from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. I guess I was looking at it through a lens of the greater the risk, you right. know, when it when it comes to your, your well-being. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, well, so. if that's the case, when I was in the military, I should have made more money. <laughs> right. Right. I, I believe that. I really do. Right. Military yeah. personnel get to need to be paid much more, bro. But yeah. but here's the I thing. This like, is what I'm I will tell you. Um, and the same thing. This goes along with with law enforcement. Uh, it's not the the police officer has no ability to sentence a person to five years in prison right 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 the police officer's responsibility is to know what breaking what a violation of law is right right identify it pull the person in and then let somebody else decide right what happens gotcha. right right, right. right. that's what it's supposed to be right we live in a world where they are judge, jury, and executioner in a lot of cases. Right. Right. However, yeah. the, the the training is, here's what it looks like when somebody's doing it wrong. Right. When you see this, here's how you deal with it. Right. Bring them in. Right. Write up what you saw, and then let us handle it from there. Right. And then we ask you, ask them, ask you right. what evidence, and let the jury decide right. or however. Right. That makes and sense. If you, and, if you, and if you and if you mask, if you can just learn these approach techniques, right. it right. mitigates the risk of you getting hurt. Right. 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 And on top of that, we're gonna let right. you carry a gun just to be sure right. you can make it home. Right. 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 So the risk is high, but you also have a license to protect yourself. Right. So it balances right. the risk. If you didn't have, if all you had was a baton. Right. Right. So, you know. So, in theory, you're saying <laughs> because you got a gun <laughs> to protect yourself. Right. We don't, the, the, the money don't have to be as high. If we didn't carry guns, and like you said, all you had is a baton, we got to right. incentivize you and give you more money. But right. because you have access to lethal weapons, like you said, that also mitigates. Right. I guess what's that? Um, the the now benefit that, that's package, or that's just me thinking. <laughs> but that, but right. You, but you're right. But it makes sense though. I I never, I I honestly never thought about it like that. Right. Yeah. I never thought mm -hmm. about it because yeah. the rest of us, 
We don't have weapons if somebody right. decides to pop off on us. Right. And right. you and everybody in Atlanta, if you if you've been living in Atlanta the last twenty years, right. everybody knows the name Brian Nichols. Yeah. Right? Everybody yeah. knows Brian Nichols. Listen, them police officers, they know what it is when somebody, you know, pop off. Right. But them lawyers and them judges and, and who and them court workers, they weren't expecting that. They didn't know how to handle that. Right. In that moment. Right. So that's yeah, right. It it make it makes sense. Like, you know, you're faced each entity is faced with something that the other one ain't really trained to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. makes sense. That's good. Um Richard asks, would you say the military taught you detailed discipline and how to implement and how you can adapt to reintegrate, to be reintegrated into civilian life? Um, <laughs> discipline, <laughs> yes. Right, right. right. You know, yeah. getting up in the morning, handling your business. Right. You know, absolutely. But when I was in the military, uh, it was a different breed of military. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have softened over the years. Really? Everybody, <laughs> yeah, old, folk, old folks always say it was harder on us, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. But right. but I, I but I saw I witnessed the shift. Okay. Okay. Right? The the laws changed, uh regulations changed right after I went through basic training. They were changing the regulations and how wow. drill sergeants, how you interacted with new recruits coming in, getting them off wow. the cattle trucks and stuff. Yeah, because they, you know, for us, it was like shock, <laughs> shock to the system. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, a lot of folks wanted to go home, they crying right. for their mama. Right. You know. Right. Right. But we saw cycles of young people coming in after us while we were in advanced individual training. We saw new recruits right. coming in, and yeah. they didn't get treated as harshly as we did. Wow. Because the regulations have changed. Like we need to soften up on people. We got too many complaints. Uh, we're losing too many recruits. You drill sergeants are uh, tough on these guys. Yeah, that's it. they're losing recruits. That's the yeah. That because the, that's the problem. And, and what's interesting yeah. is relative because those recruits coming in behind us still right. thought they were in hell, and we were like, <laughs> "Wait, well, I mean, well, you know, you because know we still go. new, right? Yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, like you used to get hit with a shoe. They just right. Get hit it with didn't even come close like... to the treatment that we got coming off. Yeah, right. I mean, like you, you surviving day one was like. I, I can't even, there's no way that I can explain it. Wow. Right. Wow. Um, okay. But, but the point I'm trying to make is because we're talking about, we're talking about money. We're talking about right. minimum wage and stuff. Yeah. And, and so uh, Richard asked that question. Uh, so I'm saying, yeah, discipline, they, they, you learn to get up and handle your business every day. Right. You, you learn what being sick is versus just calling in because you're tired. Gotcha. Right. Because in the military, right. if you were sick, if you said you were sick, you had to go on sick call and the doctor had to say you were sick. Gotcha. Wow. Or you or you were going to work. Right. Right. Right? Yeah. So, you know, that whole Monday morning after party in the weekend and you calling in <laughs> Monday morning. Right. 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 You know, right. Thursday night special so you don't go to work Friday. Right. Well, none of that happening in basic training. That, that's not happening in the military. The gotcha. doctor has to say you're sick. Sick. Got right. It. So you get up and you go to work and, right. and a cold don't keep you in bed. You go to right. work with a cold. Right. Right. And right. and so those are the differences. 
Um, but and, and, but what's interesting is the, the reason why they want young people is because young people have no other priorities. They have no other agenda. Mm. And and the military provides room and board. They feed right. you three meals a day. Right. So right. you don't need much money. Right. Uh, because yeah, you spend sense. most of your time with your unit. Yeah. And when you're off work, you're right. getting ready for the next day. Yeah. Or you just, if you're a drinker, you're getting drunk. <laughs> Right. So I so guess. there's no requirement to make a whole mm-hmm. lot of money because everything is taken care of. That's right. why military people don't make a whole lot of money. Because right. you live they take care of a lot base. of stuff. Right. Yeah. And they get stuff. they get housed and all that good stuff. Uh, and yeah. He, yeah, and if you get married, if you have a family, you have uh BAQ, uh, which is um uh it's it's money to help you pay money to pay for your quarters, pay for your rent. Wow. Or your mortgage. Right. Uh you get separate rations. That's basically your, the money for you to buy food. Wow. Okay, uh, it's like like food stamps, but right. it's money, it's cash. I got you. I got you. You get to shop at the grocery store on base, right? You know, so everything is provided for you, right? So there's right. no need to pay you an outstanding, crazy amount of money because they're kind of paying you without paying you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because yeah, you're yeah, because yeah. you are compensated. You the compensation, yeah, the compensation, right? Yeah, right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um. So let me ask you this then, you know, like if, if should minimum wage, and I think this was saying, was talking about, I think I was sleepy. I think she was trying to get to it. And I just wasn't resonating. I think I just got it. So it should minimum wage match the cost of living in the area that you live in. Like the job is in the same area, you in the area, should your, should the minimum wage at least allow you to to pay rent. If that yes. makes sense because they because they know you know like they real estate everybody knows the cost of of housing you know they can give you a basic cost of housing and because apartments even set their rates based on you know the the need of the area kind of like this is the rate you know I mean I'm, yeah. I'm sure they can charge astronomical amounts if they like but this is the rate because they want to be competitive because they want tenants. Um, and should you know should you be paid a rate that at least gives you housing it depends okay it yeah it just it because and and this is why this is why people go to school right right people go to school so that they don't have to uh worry about minimum wage right because yeah. You you know the chances of of getting something beyond a minimum wage are greatly increased when you have a degree, right? Right? Uh, if if so so if I don't if I choose not to go to school but mm-hmm. I and I don't have a specialty in terms of uh, a gift or something an area where I, I specialize in to, where I can go and do that job, uh, it's right. going to be tough for someone to to invest in me, right? Right? Uh, and so at that point. The, the 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 pay is going to be based on the job mm-hmm. right so right. if if you want to flip burgers for seven dollars and fifty cents an hour right you know you that's that's a choice you make right you don't have to do that but that's what we pay if you're going to come here and flip burgers that's what the pay is i'm not right. making you come here and flip burgers right sure. i'm saying this is what i'm paying you to do that if you're going to come here Right. So if you come here knowing that mm-hmm. and then get hired, 
and then complain about not getting paid enough. <laughs> Whose fault you. is that? That's true. If you want to make more, then you got to go find something that pays more and, right. and go and go after it. Right. You understand? So mm-hmm. I and again, here's where I get in trouble because I do believe in uh capitalism. Right. Right? You mm-hmm. gotta you have to go get it. Right. You gotta go get it. You can't just right. wait. I don't get me wrong. I believe that socialism, I, I believe in, in giving back and I believe in, in splitting the pie and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But but even more than that, I believe in going after what you want. Right. Right? Going after what you need. Right. Uh and that that speaks volumes. And so I don't spend a whole lot of time arguing minimum wage. I have worked and made minimum wage in my life. Right. Right. I, when I started working, the minimum wage was three dollars and thirty five cents an hour. Right. 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 And that was over 40 years ago. Right. Minimum wage now is what? Thirteen. Is it that high? Nah. Uh, I think it's around eight, ten, eight, nine, ten. nine. Yeah. yeah. Right. So what's really a travesty yeah. is that in old from between 1983 mm-hmm. and 2021, we've had a $7 increase in minimum wage. Right. Wow. Right. Right. Now that is a travesty. All right. Yeah. Now I'll yeah. argue that all day. Seven, oh no, sorry. Federal minimum wage is seven twenty-five an hour. Okay, seven twenty-five an hour. That means in over forty years, right. forty year, forty in over forty years, well, forty years, the, the minimum wage has increased by four dollars. Right. Wow. Right. In forty years. But, forty years. But forty years ago, what was the cost of living versus now? It depends I on think- where you lived. <clears throat> Right. I, but even if you stayed in the hood 40 years ago, if you lived in the hood versus living there now, I'm yeah. pretty sure the cost of living is then went up way past seven dollars yeah. well, $4. Well, I don't know. Like, so the rent in the house that I lived in uh-huh. was like $220 a month. Right. So wow. it didn't take a whole lot to right. live in that house. Right. But Two hundred some dollars a month back right. then. If the minimum wage is three dollars and thirty five cents an hour, right. So right. I was, True. I was, I was, I was doing some math real quick, right? So I did Atlanta like apartments. Like the average Atlanta apartment is about it says seventeen twenty seven, which is seems kind of low, but <laughs> it's seventeen right. seventeen seventeen twenty seven. Right. <laughs> well, I don't, probably no, right, no, that's a two bedroom. Let me see. Hold on. Let me, let me see if it shows me the bedrooms. Because you can get a one bedroom for eleven hundred. Well, you now remember like you're talking about the city of Atlanta. You're not talking right. about Metro Atlanta. Right. Because um, in the in the city of Atlanta, yes, I agree with that. Okay, so yeah. average rent. Oh, it, and the the size of the apartment is nine hundred seventy four square feet. Average that's, size. That's a nice size apartment, right? <laughs> Seventeen twenty three. Um, and I'm sorry, let's see. So I was, I was averaging how much, if you just figured your apartment, how much should you be making per hour, um, to get to the, cause it came to like 20,000, you know, $20,000, 20,000 and some change 
for a full year, right? So we're saying that 17 times 12, you know, it's like 20,400, 20, all right? And then you divide that um, into like 52 weeks, that's like $392 a week, you know, what you're making. Um, so it, it averaged about nine nine to $10 per hour if you're just paying for apartment. Mm-hmm. So, and that's was, and that's in the city of Atlanta. That's city of Atlanta. I mean, it's it's going up everywhere. Like it's it's yeah. it's rough finding. But it's, space, it's and you said space, that, you said that's the average, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Because you know, I'm my my thinking, Anthony, is is if you go somewhere by the airport, right? Versus right. you staying like oh, oh you know somewhere by the airport like uh you know let me see city of Atlanta okay I go go this way if you stay around the corner from Greenbrier Mall right versus you living in a um versus you living somewhere in Inman Park mm, okay okay you know right I'm pretty sure like I said the rent is so much different right right but it's still city of Atlanta yeah <laughs> right yeah but that's because in one place. You can walk your dog in the other place. You need bars on your windows. Right. Yeah. 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 And you know, well, and the trick part about it is, though, Pastor, that's a stigma that affects the economics. Because mm. yeah. grown, I, I grew up over there. I grew up in, in, in the Swats in the East Point. You know what I'm saying? I went to Tri-Cities High School. I, I stayed and my house was less than a mile from Greenbrier Mall. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So I grew right. up over there. And not one time, now granted, this was back in the 90s, but not one time, right. growing up in that house for the first 21 years of my life, not one time did anybody break in our house. Right. That's we because people knew who was living in there. Yeah, we. I mean, yeah, we knew our neighbors and stuff like right. that, yeah. That's why. Interesting. I mean, but you don't, you don't think people still know their neighbors? No, they don't. Now, yeah, I might have to be with Pastor on that. I think it, it's we've lost a lot of that. Um, yeah, we've lost a lot. Of you that. don't you don't walk next door and borrow a cup of sugar anymore. Oh no, uh-uh. you, you, <laughs> right. you don't run up on nobody's house unannounced no more. Thank right. you. Right. Thank back you. in the day, you would. You know, like right. you would. You just you. Let me go see if they. Go. Back in the day, you moved in and your neighbors came and pitched in and helped you. Right. True. Now everybody moves in in the middle of the night because nobody wants you to see what they got. <laughs> I knew somebody did that too. Yeah, I've never, but I I can get it. I can get understand, especially some some areas. You probably would like. Yeah, nah, we're not going there early. So, I don't need them to see my TV. Yeah, so I'm sorry. Social, we're, we're, we're getting we're getting off track here, by the way. But um, even so the social aspect though, yeah, like I said, be, being a sociologist yeah. from the social aspect, I it's it it blows my mind that the stigma of a place. Mm-hmm. Can affect the economics, even mm. even if right. the perspective from the people in that area is different. Right. You got people on the outside looking in right. that say, "Hey, there's a stigma attached to this area, or there's mm. a reputation attached to this area, and it's going to affect the economics." Somebody fifty years ago, somebody said Buckhead is a nice place, right? And it's right. stuck, right? He's a great right. You know, and it stuck for whatever reason. Right. It just stuck. And it right. just remained a nice place. Right. Yeah, but but but, but again, you you but you're talking about 
a you're talking about a system that is designed to place value on a zip code based on people sitting in a room and making a decision that we're going to increase the value of this particular area. Right. You're talking about a system that says we they, they can absolutely manipulate an environment to push a certain people out right. and move a certain people in. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, so as long as you have that taking place, you you can't. I mean, it's 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 always going to be inconsistent, right? right? Uh, and right. what happens is they. If I say to you, like, if 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 you have a demographic, a certain population of people, where uh, the educational system is not designed for them to prosper, mm-hmm. you already know you can build a, a community where people like that are going to flock to because they don't have the same opportunities as other individuals. So you make it easy for them to live there. And then you close, you box them in. And that, and the, and the, and the value of that region, that demographic is lower. You got to remember, you know, it's chess, not checkers, even when it comes to minimum wage, right? The, The system is designed to push minimum wage to a certain demographic. How do you develop that demographic that qualifies for minimum wage by making sure the educational system is designed for a certain type of people to make it and a certain type of people right. not to make it. Right. Every nation has poor, but every right. nation doesn't have to have the poor. It's designed to make sure you have different classifications of individuals. Right. Okay. And I believe, that's why I your mama that. sent you to the school across town instead of sending you to the school right. up the street. Yeah, which ain't which ain't right. Which ain't right. Um, yeah, you, Richard, you know it's called social not, engineering. Absolutely. But to your point, Pastor, what's not fair is this. So, like I said, we're talking about who makes the decisions, who says this neighborhood is this, uh, the the cost of living is going to be this and that. Listen, like I said, over the years, my neighborhood gets gets this stigma. Bankhead and the West Side gets a stigma or reputation, and the prop and and the value goes down, and the cost of living is a certain thing. But in the last five to five or ten years, where has all of the crime happened? In Buckhead. What Malden had all the shootings, Linux, right. Right. Right? right? All that stuff going down over there. But not one time has anybody said that's a bad neighborhood. Now, mm. one time has anybody said, "Well, let's gentrify uh, uh, Buckhead." Okay, right. right. Let's because because the local mall, because your mall, because your mall, y'all done ran all the stores out of the mall. Now they got to go out. They got to go further out. Right. To rob folks. Because anybody over here anymore, the stores are gone. Dillard's is gone. Macy's right. is gone. Yeah. Yep. Right? I, so now I gotta go further yeah. to find where the money is. Yeah. Okay, but but you but you made a point that doesn't but doesn't those things of uh, affect the economy of that place? It affects right. the, yeah. econ- the economics. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know? and it's intentional. Yeah. Right, and it, but here's but but here's the thing. Right. Here's the thing. You can you can change it. You know how you change it? How? Telling Ray Ray and them to stop shooting people. <laughs> uh, put some, plant some seeds. Uh, put some sod down in yep. your in your yard and let the grass grow. True. Right. Stop True. hanging out at the green box smoking weed. <laughs> 
so, 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 um, we laughing, but the truth no. is, it, if if we get off the video games and start working and opening books and actually going to school and handling our business, right? right? Uh, my daughter right now is at Georgia State, and there's a group that they're struggling. She has one class that she's she's struggling in math. And what we have figured out and have done some research, they are they are designing a curriculum that is not suitable for a certain demographic to come in and excel. Right. It's suitable for another demographic to come in and excel, depending on where they went to school before college. Oh, right. All right. Every school ain't teaching the same thing. Right. Right. Every school is not teaching the same thing. And you can see the difference. My daughter and her group have to have uh, tutoring where these other just not that they're so smart. It's just that they've had different training. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. No, I mean, that's that's, real. That's a real problem. That's been going on a long time. Yeah. Like even coming out of my high school, a lot of people that yeah. were like that excelled, man, they was like, man, I got to college and I was struggling. Like, why is it, yeah. you know, things were just different, you know, yeah. heard, and it I, wasn't like a, a continuation of education. It was more or less like the game was changed or something, you know, and it, it was a harder time. And that was, and I was a lot of people that said, you know, that did well in, in high school. And it was like, it just flowed. They got it. But then, you know, it seemed different. Um, <laughs> Tim said that sounds stereotypical, Pastor. I guess the it was it was rage. intentional. It was yeah. intentional. I, I think way. I think a, a lot of it definitely, um, like I said, they are designing the game, like playing chess. Because right now, I hear there's an initiative to kind of break off uh, Buckhead from Linux, that Linux area, because then that changed the, t- the t- t- statistics and sticks the Linux back into Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? So whatever's going there now affects the Atlanta properties, not the Buckhead properties. And yeah. it's funny, right, that um, I think I spoke about this some months ago. Um, I drive Lyft from time to time, and I was taking a young lady in the Bankhead area, driving through Bankhead, and getting to a space that was still Bankhead, but it had been gentrified. And I asked her, I said, what space is this? She said, oh, this is Bankhead, but this is Buckhead. <laughs> like, so Buckhead is getting... <laughs> getting the revenue from this new area that Bankhead used to have, you right. know, it's kind of like, push. it's like playing a game and now the line moves, you know, yeah. just push the line, you know. All that they brought the, the toll, area. they brought the toll all the way down here to Henry County. Right. All right. But Henry County gets no benefit from the toll that's down here. When I leave my house and, 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 and pay and buy a toll or right. buy a, 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 a pass, peach pass, Right. The money's not even coming into my county. Right. Right. It's right. up there in Atlanta somewhere. Fulton. I forgot what county it is. That's crazy. Yeah. That's that that's that's crazy. Like yeah, I'm, it's it's highway it, it, robbery, literally. Right. Right. It's like night and day up there because my job, my job is one block in front of the Fulton County Jail, just to give you some perspective. Wow. Where my building is. Wow. Like my 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 job is on Jefferson Street and the very next street. Is Rice Street where the jail right. is. Now, you know everybody know that's right off Bankhead. Right. Now, if you come out and go to Bank, if you go to Bankhead, if you make a left, 
you know you 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 know you still on bankhead. Wow. I mean, I'm not left. I'm sorry. If you make a right, if you right. if you make a right, you know you yeah. still on bankhead. Right. You make a left, right. and it runs you into like um um like Marietta Boulevard and all that wow. back there, the North Side Drive side, right? The affluent side. I promise you, maybe two or three blocks separated, wow. but it's night and day. Yeah, it is yeah. night. It is literally night and day. If yeah. you go to the right, it's abandoned buildings and empty lots. Yeah. If you go to the left, it's new. It's new housing developments. Is uh, right. uh, what you got the con the loft, the condos, and stuff like that. Right. The modern restaurants. Yep. The 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 bike the bike trail. Right. Yeah. Right. Each right. one is walking distance from my office, but it's night and day, yeah. and it's like if I go a hundred feet to the right, my rent gonna be five hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. If I go a hundred feet to the left. My rent will right. be $1,500, right. but I'm yeah. on the same block. Wow. Right. Yeah. Right. So, right. Like you said, I don't, I don't get the economics. And you, you asked the question and you was like, well, what area you live in? Should they pay that much? Right. Me personally, I mean, just from a human, a human response, I'm right. thinking, yeah. Yeah. But. It's night and day, and it's like, but you're you're, you're missing. So, so the real conversation is around the tax burden for the property for the lot, right? Okay, right? Because depending on what the property taxes are, you know, what it costs to own that piece of land, that's going to determine in a lot of not all cases, but in a lot of cases, what I'm going to charge for, uh, and also if I still hold a mortgage on that lot, right? Right, you know. There's a difference between what I can charge, what I want to charge you, uh, if my if my property is paid for, right. versus if right. I still own a mortgage, right. That's on that property combined with the property tax, the combined taxes. with uh, the insurance on whatever property, whatever uh, I have sitting on that on that lot. So right. all of those things factor in, um, like even like where I live now. You know, you you buy a house in this neighborhood. You know, you check in the, the property tax assessment right. in the neighborhood. It's not just the house. It's the property tax. Okay. It's the uh, it's the homeowners association. Oh, yeah. H-O-A, you know, yeah. Yeah, because the homeowners association is almost a mortgage payment by itself. Right. You know, right. you you literally got to pay to live in a certain neighborhood. And I'm not right. just yeah. talking about. Your your property, they can put a lien on your house if you don't pay your HOA B, uh, fee, which is ridiculous. That's, yeah, I don't. You know what? I, I'm sorry. I don't even know why anybody in their right mind. I get it, but I don't yeah. get it. Why would anybody even subscribe to living in right. an HOA? That's not right. to me. That home ownership is freedom to me. That right. is the ultimate right. freedom. That's why they call it the American dream. Right. Home ownership, right. but to me, that's that's not freedom. That's not ownership right. to me. Right. I got a house with, with, with land right. and you still want to stick me with these dumb rules, man. Right. How are you right. going to tell me what to do with my house? Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. That's just, you know. I agree. Um, let's see. Uh, Ephraim said, should not demand more wages if the cost of living goes up. You can, but a lot yes. of spaces, it's it's tough, especially if you're working like some corporate, they have structure, seven years, you get raised. You know, it's 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 a little more so more difficult unless you know you move into a space where negotiations happen. Uh, Kaneem says minimum wage needs to reflect the increase for the cost of living. There is no skill that is required for a minimum wage job. 
for the most part, um, he said, you have to gain knowledge to master a skill to earn more income. Indeed, increase your value. Increase your value. Yeah. Um, a job can demand more from the employee, but the employee can't demand more from the job, right? Do I have to leave my job in order to for my condition to be better? A lot of times, Sometimes yeah. you do. Yeah. You have because to the question is, uh, what is the, how high is the turnover? How easy right. is it to find someone else to do what you do? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. If, if that's, that's aren't concerned, if, if the, if the learning curve is, is easy, as simple, as short, right. uh, then I can, you're easily replaced. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, that's the reality. Definitely. Um, he said, Greenbrier ain't no stigma. I'm not walking down headland and the low without, without fire. <laughs> <laughs> And you know know what's crazy, man? It's like I feel him, but I guess with me, when I grew up, we never had to do that. I promise you, when I was in high school, I graduated high school in 1998. For somebody to bring a gun to school was unheard of. Like for real. Like that's just, that's just not the era, or that just wasn't the, 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 the mindset or the culture that I came up in. Right. I know the block been on fire for a minute, but you know my perspective is just a little different. I but I but I understand my feeling though. Right. Yeah. It's it's. I mean. But, and, and then my question is this: We yeah. talk about pay raises, right? We've been talking about okay, you know, increase the wages and stuff. Right. But to me, the biggest issue is the cost of living. Right. How do we change yes. the cost of living, or how do right. we curtail the cost of living? Yeah. I think I think that's the that's more of the bigger issue because you know what i make is what i make what i bring in what i bring in but it's what's coming out that's the issue that's what hurts yes that's what i'm talking about that's what hurts um he said we went into we went to the school in the hood somewhat yeah never had a gun yeah never a gun in school yeah that wasn't yeah that wasn't a thing for us as well um i I think we got it so so you talk about the how much like when i when i came out of high school uh, and and mom, I don't know if my mom is on here this morning, but you know the a, a cost the, the cost of a loaf of bread. Mm. Okay, right, yeah, right. a loaf of bread in like nineteen eighty three, eighty four. You know, it was like fifty cents. Right. <laughs> wow. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. What is it today? Like four dollars. Yeah, I'm three dollars doesn't change. Yeah. Yeah. You, you get some now. You get some ninety nine cent bread. Yeah, Walmart. Wonder Bread. You, yeah, you get the bread, Wonder Bread. Don't do that. Don't, don't, yeah, it says it says bread on the on the. On the <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Well, do so that. so the cost no, of living has everything to do, uh, Samantha, with the cost of goods. How much right. does it cost me to 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 stock the shelves with groceries? Right. right. Where am I getting my groceries from? Am I getting my eggs from a local farmer or are they coming from California? Right. You know, there's a cost of goods that you have to consider uh, that keeps gro- your local grocery store in operation. Right. 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 Uh, because Publix ain't growing no bread. They don't sure they, you know, they Publix don't have any chickens. You know, right. that fish so, that you get from from Walmart, you know, I, you know, I, Last time I checked, Walmart doesn't have any boats on the water. The owner might have a boat on the water. Right. Yeah. Right. right? Uh, so, uh, so cost at, of goods directly contributes to to cost of living. 
right? Gas, getting, bringing gas in. How much does it cost to, to, to fill the tanks up with gas? You know? Yeah. So I was looking at, um, speaking of 1980, the cost of a new home, the average cost of a new home was $76,000. Average yeah. cost. So, yeah, yeah. it's, it's, so I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I get the conundrum with the minimum wage because, like you said, it's $22, $25. You know, I have a small business, I have a business and I want to hire somebody, you know, I have to be able to afford that, that entry cost or make them a partner. <laughs> like, yeah. <that's> right. <laughs> you get a piece of the profit. I can't, I can't afford to pay you hourly. You just going to get a piece of the profit. So just work hard because, you know, make it, make me worth staying here, you know? Um, and yeah, who, de- who determines, I guess, the cost of living, who determines right. what the prices are in an area. But, but like you said, the cost of goods, like now with the ports being jacked, being jammed up, which I believe it's over. They're just pushing that news story to keep prices up. But that's my conspiracy. Because <laughs> actually, I talked, some, I talked to some truck drivers. They're like, nah, they just jacking these prices up. He's like, man, hmm. I've seen ports. I've seen. It's like they just jacking these prices up. And they're holding stuff. He's like, he's found that they've been holding uh, trailers and keeping them, you know, slowing down the, the goods in order to keep prices up. But that's a whole another conversation. And, and that too, inflation determines the cost of living um, with the dollar, where the dollar stands, and things of that nature. And of course, but all of, but the where the dollar stands, all of that has to do with cost of goods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. That's true. Definitely. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a lot of different factors to it. Um, but I I think, and it's a lot of inflation as well. You know, people get excited, and I get it. If I'm an owner of something, they're like, oh my goodness, here's Here's an excuse to raise your prices. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I'm not going up 10%. I'm going up 40%. <laughs> you know? and, well, and I mean, we all agree. Rate, what is our inflation rate now? Like six? I think, let's see. Let's look that up. Let me see. Five? Get out of here. Something like that? Um, yeah, I think so. Let's see. Inflation. Uh, let's see. Oh, there you go. It is. No, it's not. Uh, let me see if I'm looking at it right. Six, six point two, six point two, six point two. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yes, indeed. So yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of different factors. Um, I believe, and this is probably a, a hard pill to swallow, but I, I and if you understand like a little bit of economics, I believe uh, they need to go ahead and raise them interest rates, slow some of the spending down. I think the housing prices will be getting to come down because then it'd be harder. It just make things a little more challenging to get money, and I think the prices will come down at least equalize it, slow it down a little bit. I get it. If you're a borrower, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that right now. You know, so go and get them chips now because they're talking about it. So be be aware of it. If you're trying to get a house, trying to get a loan, hurry up and get it because I'm sure because they're, they're slowly pulling out, you know, some of their economic stops because, you know, the government has ramped up to help the economic, you know, help us because of coronavirus and things of that nature. So that's just a little insight, something I, I kind of learned some time ago. All right. Um, we so, keep, and if we keep pushing, like I, I'm, I'm all for people who push, who advocate for affordable housing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. People who push, we need affordable housing. We need affordable right. housing. I know you got celebrities that's doing something to make affordable housing for uh, families that don't have that much income. But right. here's the caveat to that. Right. And 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 why this whole system is unfair. The caveat right. to that affordable. Hey, you just about to say it. We didn't hear you. We can't hear you. You must have had a call. 
Yeah, a call. Can, can you, you hear me? Yeah, no, I can. Yeah, so the caveat to that is I think it's going to be a reemergence of public housing. Right. Because remember, that's what public housing was. It was afford. They named it affordable housing. Mm. They were housing projects, but they were they was dubbed affordable housing. housing. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So, I think it's going to be a reemergence of projects again. Mm. You don't see a lot of projects. They didn't told they didn't told most of them down, if not all right. of them. Right. But you may see a reemergence of projects, housing projects again. Right. You know, and and is and for me, I think that that may foster you know a, another cycle, another vicious cycle. We all know what happens in projects, right? You know but why? Why? Because because pe people people need affordable housing. Okay, so you okay? Hold on, let's let's clarify. So you're saying the sort of projects are are government funded kind of. You're saying those things as yeah. opposed to the 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 uh the private investor creating yeah. affordable housing i got yeah. you yeah like i said okay. you know, these celebrities and everybody who want to talk about affordable housing and everything like right. that they're not going to sustain that with their own money they're not going to do that gotcha. Which, but the gut but the government like i said if you're getting government funding right then you know where that money coming from right and i think with this whole affordable housing push right. like i said i love it but i don't love it I got you. Because I think it's just going to push us into the, into the whole housing project thing again. Gotcha. So gotcha. That that like that's just my theory. That's just my my social theory. Which, so you look like you want to share something, Pastor. What, what you got? No, this slide grid is because you know we're we're, we're turning a corner, <clears throat> and now you're lending credence to. The conversation around population control, because yes. we live in we live in a government where they don't want to have to do that, right, right. And the only answer is to reduce the number of people that are here, right, right. So that we have less of that. They don't want to do that, right, right. right. Uh, so that's a, that opens up a whole another conversation. You know, uh, that remember, there was a study done in 2017 that said we're, we're moving into a place where there are only going to be two classes of people. Right. Above 150,000 and below 150,000. And if you're below 150,000, you're going to be considered second class. If you're above, you're going to be considered first class. Right. Right. And then there's a measurement. There's levels beneath that and levels you know, above 150,000, there's levels above that, but there's going to be, there would be a great separation between 150 above and 150 below. Mm -hmm. So the benefits, if you're at $130,000 a year, your benefits are going to look very, very different than someone who's making $200,000 a year. And, right. and they're, and they're making that separation that they've been working on that separation since like 2017. So, uh, and you can find that information. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that information right. is available, no, right? right? That's that's not speculation, you know. Uh, so we that's the stuff that we have to consider. But going back to you know minimum wage versus non-minimum wage, we have proven this generation, not we, this this next generation has proven that you can get the bag with no degree. True, it's fact, proven fact. that you can get the bag 
by just working hard because there's so many opportunities to get it uh, without uh, dishonesty. There, there's there's opportunity out there. We live in a world where, you know, the excuses are being erased. You know, I'm not talking about uh, the the disillusion of, of the system not existing. There is a system that is that is designed to to benefit one population versus another population. That's real. We know that that exists. However, uh, we also live in a world where people who want it are getting it. Right. That's real talk. So, so let me <clears throat> let me throw this last thought in there because Pastor, you were saying, well, both you and Mark were kind of um, talking about, you know, what you do, Mark, is based on the schooling you got as far as the habits, you know, not necessarily just the teaching, but the habits of what you learned going through a four year degree, kind of like training, you know, like yeah, I yeah. couldn't. I couldn't be on American Ninja unless I was actively training, you know, right. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't even make it past the first jumps, you know, unless mm-hmm. I was actively training. Cause by the time I had to hold and pull myself up, yeah, I was done. So <laughs> um, actively training. So what if there was a more open educational system that focused on the training of analyzing as opposed to having to sit and pay thousands of dollars to sit in school to just learn something in order to get the habits of tra- of habits of analyzing. You understand what I'm saying? Does it make sense? Um, yeah, so you, it's, it almost sounds like you're talking about what, learning a trade? Kind of, something like that, but, but maybe like a learning center to focus on certain things where you don't have to do like a four-year degree, you know what I'm saying, such a you know, making it low cost to free um, that educates those that want to ed- be educated but just can't get over the financial hurdle of going to school. They are doing and, that. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like Job Corps. Yeah. <laughs> like right now, you know, like even in high school, my daughter's had an opportunity, to, you know, they could take class in school or they can go to a career center. Okay. Either way, you're going to graduate. But there's there were there were two paths, you know. One was the regular path for your standard courses in school, and the other one was geared towards specific markets. Now, let me ask you, Pastor, because um, I know you your 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 girls have been in two sets of schools, you know, like different populations. Mm-hmm. So the school they're in now, because you you talked about this is the school they were more focused in, right? The more yeah, because. Oh, and this this is the school that offer the job center, the career or the career center and the both the, did the choices and both schools did. Yes. OK. OK. Yeah. Because like, you know, coming up. <laughs> these things weren't like in your face or opportunities that you've seen. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah, because um, I can probably go through and people on here that's like I just graduated. <laughs> you know, I got up on floor and I had to kind of figure it out or if my parents knew something or knew somebody, you know, it's like it was all based on network and connections. It wasn't yeah. a, a in your face. Hey, there's choices. You know what I'm saying? Cause that, I think that's where we get lost. You know, it's like, I got it. What's next. I got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. We got to figure it out, you know, or some a guidance counselor who actually guides can be like, Hey, this is your options in life. You know, where I'm you glad you said to. a guidance counselor that actually guides. Yeah. 
I had, and we had a pretty decent, we had a really good one. Um, you know, if my, I was in the right lettering for the first time in life, being in W <laughs> actually was a, was a plus. <laughs> so, oh, but yeah, it, you have to have, having a good guidance count. And, and yeah, I, I'm sorry. Some ideas popped Nowadays, in. Nowadays you have to teach your children right. to introduce themselves to the counselors. Right. Yeah. You have to yes. stay in their faces. <laughs> right. You know? see them. MVP. Yeah, yeah, uh, because like Brienne had a, a a decent relationship with her guidance with her counselor. Okay, uh, Rachel had to enter her guidance counselor didn't even know she was an honor roll student. Wow! Like, how are you a counselor in a high school? You get assigned wow. certain people based on the alphabet where they fall in the alphabet, right. and you don't even know the group. Wow! Somebody that went to college, right? <laughs> but but not looking at right. the information and applying right. it and know before the child even gets there. Right. right? Uh, it's, it's, it's strange out here, the things that are, that take place at these schools. Right. Yeah. Uh, Very much so. Yeah. Wow. Cause that's, that's, that's like, I don't know, like in, in levels of like between a teacher, the guidance counselor is like super important. Like you're the, you're my connection to the world. You're my what's next. <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, but, but remember, we like you, you think about this, you know, we talk about teachers don't get paid enough. Right. You know, there are there are two different types of teachers. There are those who are passionate right. about having a positive impact on young individuals and molding them for the world that they're going to enter in. Right. And there are other people who just don't have anything else to do. So they go teach. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. That's, so. That's there's i mean i'm saying that's real right it's real and it's a real problem yes you know yes indeed. Uh, and yes. I, I'm, I'm the son of a teacher my mother taught for over 40 years so it's it it's and, and my mother never made what i felt she was worth right right but she right. was the kind of teacher that would tell your child call your child a knucklehead <laughs> right. Right. right right but your child you know in early childhood education two-year-olds were reading and sure. writing their names right. you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but if you were a knucklehead, she called you knucklehead, and people didn't like the fact that she did that, but they appreciated the the fact that their children learned to read. Right. You know. Uh, and so I'm saying, so so there's a difference. You can be passionate about teaching, right, uh, and have a tremendous impact. And I feel like those teachers are underserved. Yeah. 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 You know. I believe definitely. That. Definitely. All right, we're gonna go ahead and uh, get ready to close out. Mark looked like he needs a nap. <laughs> no, man. I got to get used to being up in the morning, bro. You know, my my last job, I used to work third shift. So right, right. You know, I I, I work. I used to work from seven p.m. to seven a.m. Yeah. So being up all night and then going to sleep in the day, you know, I I did that for well over a year. Wow. So now I got to be now at nine o'clock. Nice. Which means I got to wake up at seven. <laughs> yeah, you, you look like but, you look like you're fading off right now. Right. Bro. <laughs> I was like, my man about to go. So let me go and close out. Let's go. No, I mean, I'm I'm good, but yeah, I, I got to get used to being up because, no, like I said, for a whole year, about yeah. this time, ten twenty eight. Yes, I, go. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah. So I get it. I get I'm, it. I got to get affirmation. I'm back to the morning system. The morning. Yeah, man. Uh, all right, guys. So we appreciate you rocking and hanging with us. Uh, like like I said, make sure you continue continue to share. Sharing is caring. Let everybody know about the brothers' legacy and what we're doing. Um, also, uh, make sure you join our community. Text LW into eight four five seven six. 
text LW into 84576. Um, the House Hustlers Club meeting, if I'm not mistaken, is tonight. Um, yep. And at, at, is it seven? Did he say it's usually at seven? <laughs> so listen, if you sign up for the 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 LWN eight four five seven six, you will get the message. Oh, did he come through? Uh, let's see. Enjoy. Oh yeah, awesome V. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so make sure you um, where did I put it at? Bam, bam. Yeah. So the house hustle you're gonna learn about uh, buying real estate and some of the, he's been teaching on the language. So I'm not sure what he's gonna be teaching tonight, but definitely you want to check it out. Learn how to invest into housing and what it takes and some of the the pluses, the pitfalls, and all that, and then some. So every Thursday, well, at least this Thursday um, at seven. And like I said, join our community, text LWNK 84576. I'll be sending out notifications so you can be a part of that. All right? So that's it. That's all. We look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Same time, same channel. You know it's Freestyle Friday. And as always, know that we love you, but God loves you more. And we'll see you in the AM. Peace out. It's been a long, a long time I've been but I know I want to thank you for watching, learning, and growing with us. Being a part of the change that is happening every single day. We are creating a new legacy.